Okay. Hello, and welcome to the Old and In The Way comedy podcast with Bob and Mark, where we fight ageism one bad joke at a time. Reluctantly, we had to learn the hard way that oftentimes repression and denial are not enough to hold back the tides of reality before we get our tickets punched. So our mission is clear and compelling. We will pull the veil back and reveal much of what's real and absurd with growing old. Political correctness be damned, and with just the right touch of malarkey. But before we get started today, we'd like to thank our fictitious sponsor, Smart Again, for their continued support. Remember remembering? Smart Again is a brain supplement that will have you wondering how you got to be so damn smart again. Smart Again is made with all unnatural ingredients that will have you incessantly bragging about your heightened mental acuity and lack of cognitive decline. When I first heard about Smart Again, I couldn't believe it. But after taking Smart Again for a couple of weeks, I've been able to find my car in the parking lot. I've stopped yelling at the neighbor's kids. And more times than not, when I walk into a room, I know why I'm there. It's an amazing product, which cannot be found at many of the fine stores throughout this fine country of ours. So let's get started. Ladies and gentlemen, somewhere within this triplets of images is my co-partner Bob Heyman and our guest today is uh, El Presidente from the Artista Gang in Marin County where you see Kurt posing before the Golden Gate Bridge and ladies and gentlemen welcome to Kurt Crowbar Kangas. You're on. Kurt tell us about the Artista Gang, its history, what's happening now and where you'd like to see it go. Well, within a half an hour, <laughs> there's a lot of history with uh, Artista. And well, Mark, you, you have been a member since the beginning. And so you will probably realize and uh, remember that it was, uh, there it is, right there. And uh, what I'm wearing is a family dog. And uh, actually, you might say that uh, the family dog kind of disbanded and turned into the Artista. You know, because many of the family dog members are the first members of Artista. Yeah, so, they're the foundation. Yeah, and you know, that was uh, uh, created by Alton Kelly. And you know that uh, the Artista dragon itself, which you're showing on your um, uh, screen there, uh, was, uh, yeah, the, the full color. Oh, there you went. Uh, that was created by uh, mostly David Sheridan. And then he brought Pat Ryan in, and they did the dragon. And then they brought in a shill, Kelly, Alton Kelly, because Kelly was a master at lettering, and he was a master at uh, uh, turning things reflective. And so they brought him in for the silver overtones of the um, of the uh, horns on the dragon, and anything the reflection in the paint tube. Uh, you can't see it close up, but the reflection is Mount Tamalpais, by the way. And, um, and then, yeah. And so they brought in Kelly. Now, you know, Kelly, he, yeah. he's a very brilliant artist, very brilliant. Um, I've known him for a long, long time since about 1967. Yeah. And, uh, Kelly would get in these niches. Like uh, at one point he unraveled a joint 
and he noticed the paper kind of had two colors to it, uh, the burnt color and then the paper color. So he started to create art and he called it Roach art. So uh, the mind of Kelly, he would get into these uh, little niches and uh, he loved gangs. He loved gang things. And so uh, to make a long story short, he's the one that suggested that they turn Artista into a gang, uh, tongue in cheek, of course. Uh, they had a lot of rules, which were basically no rules. Um, I can imagine Pat Ryan came up with that because Pat never liked rules to begin with. I, I think it's an old testament of artists everywhere because inherently art is freedom expressed. Yeah. And we know that communist countries don't like art because it's free expression. <laughs> well, let's not start bad mouthing Fox. Well, maybe we should, but that's another. Story. No, 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 no. We got to stay on the subject, and uh, because Artista has a uh, a lot of overtones of another group called the uh, Clamper Society, uh, E. Clampus Vitus, uh, which are basically another group of people that started in the 1800s, and uh, basically uh, they were a, a, an organization of. Uh, drunkards and uh, comedians and uh, they they had a slogan uh, which was no cure there ain't no cure oh. when you're a uh, clamper uh, are you familiar with the clampers not until this uh, precise moment in time I okay you, look, Eclampus, you are eclampus vitus and i'm not sure i would draw a distinction between uh uh comic well it sounds like they overlap between drinkers and and comedians yeah yeah they were just fun loving uh people but if you go up to a lot of these little towns on the uh uh the the, the mountain range from placerville on up uh you'll notice that a lot of old houses a lot of old bars there'll be a plaque out in front dedicating this by the clamper society right and yeah, and they, they wear their colors, which are a lot of buttons. They have a hat with a lot of buttons on them and uh, they like to get together and drink. Well, forget about them. We're talking about the uh, the Artista family and, and there are a lot of similarities there. Uh, their colors were red and black. Our colors are red and black. Our saying is no rules. Their saying is there's no cure. Uh, you get my point. So Can I share a, a little insight, which may or may not be 100% accurate or appropriate, but um, one of the things I picked up from Kelly was just the nature of him, David and Pat, the idea of throwing parties where they would sometimes get notable people like Huey Lewis in the news to perform at some of these events. Um, Knowing Kelly, and I know you guys were roommates at one point, but um, I think the crux of the whole creation was to throw parties to meet women. <laughs> not, not, not a bad thing. Kelly was single. We used various venues where all these women would show up, and um, it just seemed to enhance everything. But not, not a bad, bad cause, and probably incredibly me too politically incorrect uh in these times yeah there are a lot but, of but it seemed good in the 70s and 80s yeah yeah there were a lot of other things going on besides 
the women. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. Uh, a lot of women showed up. And Kelly was with Penny at the time. Yeah. And, uh, uh, I have a lot of pictures of them uh, together in front of the uh, food company, as a matter of fact. Cool. Uh, which I'm going to put on our website, which is uh, on your little screen right there, artistagang.com. You could go there and look, and you'll see kind of a um, a mixture of comments. Uh, there's some newspaper articles in there of how they perceive the Artista gang. And uh, there were a lot of goofy things uh, that they did. They, they had a uh, uh, gorilla uh, party for Halloween in Fairfax where uh, about 15 members dressed up in gorilla suits. Have you ever seen that one? No, I, and, and what's so upsetting to me is we live in a time where everybody has a camera, video, and otherwise. And all these moments are just being reinterpreted through platforms like this right now. And we encourage our audience to go to artistagang.com and check it out. Um, yeah. Bob, you were um, at a party. What, what was your uh, take on the whole Artista experience? Well, I've been at a bunch of parties, and they were always good parties. There was good entertainment, and uh, at least it used to be a lot of people I knew. I, I went to a bunch with Joe Buckwald, and uh, uh, back back when when some of the artists were still alive, uh, and good art, good parties, and good art. If our audience doesn't know, Bob uh, co-created the rock opera with Marty Val and Joe Buckwald's son. Um, back in the 80s. Bob, yes, it was. Early 80s, Rock Justice. And and guess who uh, made your t-shirts? Crowbar. <laughs> yeah. Yep, I've got one somewhere in my house. Doesn't okay, I, fit me I, anymore. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have any Artista merch, unfortunately, but... Uh... Yeah, I got the Rock Justice uh, original shirt with the handcuffs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. I made those for. Uh, and I've got the album and the uh, T-shirt. I've, I've got the album and the handcuffs, but not the shirt. Yeah, <laughs> and the shirt shrunk for some reason. I don't know. I don't get it. They, they're all my clothes are shrinking. I can't explain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's uh, that's that's quite a tag you have on you if you uh, co-wrote. Um, uh, Rock Justice, even though I, from what I understand, it never went anywhere. Uh, it, was written to be a, it was written to be a video disc, and uh, the, the Starship we recorded for RCA, who were supposed to be bringing you video discs. Uh, but to my knowledge, aside from 8-track, it's the only technology that ever flopped. Uh, so it was, EMI actually signed it to be a video disc, and then only came out with the soundtrack album to a non-existent video disc. No, okay. Okay, well, let's get back to the Artista because there's yeah. an important yeah. fact here is that, and you're right, you know, Artista in the beginning drew a lot of people uh, only because Kelly was so well-connected. Yeah. Uh, Ken Kesey joined, Father Guido Sarducci, Howard Hessman. You know, we got all the major players of the, uh, the 60s generation. He uh, even got a jacket to Marlon Brando. Oh, I'll be darned. I never knew that. Uh, it was crazy, but it's like you said, he was such a good front man. Yeah. At one point, he was just putting it out there. And for a very brief period with an Artista jacket, 
you could get backstage at a dead concert until the dead figured out this was a rabbit hole they didn't want to go down. <laughs> so oh well, bless her. May, may have lasted for one or two shows, and then that's yeah. Close. Well, Bob, you're you're right as far as uh, recognizable people. Uh, there were in the beginning, uh, it was pretty exclusive, and so when you went to a uh, a party, uh, everybody knew everybody. But then more and more people started to join. And as they joined, then they became less recognized. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people dropped out. A lot of people stopped coming. And and plus, there was a fair amount of drugs going on. And um, I remember... Shocked. Pardon me? I'm shocked to hear that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. I, yeah. Anyhow, um, at one point, uh, I think the parties began in 1980. Uh, 81, uh, there were th minor parties going on, and Kelly was uh, the energy behind most of that, and he got tired and he dropped out, and then at that point, Pat Ryan and me and uh, Raymond Van Tassel and uh, um, um, uh, Rebecca Nichols, uh, we all picked up the, uh, um, the booking part of it. And started to have it at George's uh, at that time, New George's in uh, in Santa Fe. Uh, that was our kind of our headquarters for a while. And uh, our last party was in I think 1989, and uh, we had the freaky executives uh, play the last party. And then what happened is I moved to Maui, and um, uh, began the Maui Blues Association over there, and worked with a lot of music. And I stayed there until 2002. Well, during that period of time, nothing was going on with Artista. And um, no parties, no anything. So when I came back, I approached Kelly and I said, hey, Kelly, we should uh, start this up again. What do you think? And Kelly poo-pooed it. He goes, no, it's dead. Let it lie. So I was perfectly satisfied with that. And I backed off. And then Kelly died in about 2005, I think, somewhere 2008. around 2008. And Petaloma. Yeah, yeah, I know. I've been at his house many times here. That's sad, sad time. Anyhow, uh, at that point, I approached uh, Pat Ryan and I said, What about you? You're the last man standing. Uh, do you want to revive it? And he said, Yeah, let's go for it. As long as he didn't have to do anything. And uh, I made certain promises to him that I would um, not use it to my benefit. You know, this would be a, a, just a, keep the ball rolling, keep the music coming. And then at that point, we started to um, raise money and we dedicated that money to certain needs of the Artista family. And so uh, um, that's where we started. We had it at, um, in Sonoma. And we called it a Joy Fest uh, Artista event. And those are really cool. And uh, so that's kind of where where it's at now. And uh, you've resurrected the monster. You're back. Now, where does the dragon go? Yeah, we got hundreds and hundreds of new members. Cool. I do remember that. Uh, I don't remember what year. But we had a big party at 2B1 Studios in San Francisco. Uh, that, if you guys know who Boots Houston is, sure. I actually was there. Yeah, yeah, I put out a uh, an announcement. And you showed up in a limo. 
<laughs> you remember that? <laughs> we did. We old. We did the old. Uh, uh, had a trail of people go in one door and and come out the other door while they're being filmed. So it looked like we had about 50, 60 people in that limousine. That was kind of cute. And anyhow, uh, I pre-made about a hundred jackets for that. Um, you know, nobody has any money, and uh, and we needed to get the ball rolling here. So I went ahead and pre-made all these jackets, and then we had a a big gathering there to make new members. And we did really good. And um, yeah, so, oh, look at that. That's, uh-oh, you disappeared there, buddy. There's the jacket. Good for you. Yeah, I got a green screen. It's screwing things up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that is that is the jacket. And uh, so that's where it's at now. And, you know, your next question is going to be, where's the future of Artista? Is that correct? Psychic. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, to tell you the truth, I don't know, man. I mean, in two weeks, I'm going to be 76 years old. Holy smokes. 76 years old. You remember when you were 18? And uh, Too well. I just can't remember yesterday or where my car's parked. Yeah, but what we looked at most 76-year-old people, and they had one foot in the grave. I mean, they were old. It's, yeah. it's not pretty, but what other choice well, do we have? You couldn't trust anybody over 30. So we've we've gone way past that one. Yeah, that was the slogan at that time. A lot of people didn't want to grow past that age. Yeah. But here we are, and I, I don't get it. You know, we're still kicking. Anyhow, I don't know where where Artis is gonna end up. All I do is continue to make members. I've got a box full of jackets, and every year we have a, a major party. Okay, these parties are legendary. We've had over 120 bands from the Bay Area play our parties. Like you said, uh, Huey Lewis in the news. There's uh, uh, Carlos Santana, Joan Baez. Uh, they've all made an appearance and played for Artista. Um, uh, Brian Auger in the Trinity. How about that for old names? And they're members of Journey, Frank Zappa, the starship that at were attendees at the parties. Yeah, they were. And uh, uh, a lot of we've had the remnants of the Jefferson Airplane play our party many times. People have played uh, members of uh, the uh, the dead. Um, Sam Andrew, Janice's lead guitarist, was an artista. Had a, I have an interview with he wore his artista jacket and T-shirt. Sam Andrew. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he was a, a good part of artista. And we were even able to get Kathy McDonald, who's one of my absolute favorite people and um, in my opinion one of the top female singers in the world and yeah. um, uh, we were able to get her to sing a few times before she passed away Kurt, you know? crowbar we're about to run out of time but really? Bob and i are exploring uh doing a show on tribute bands um do you um have any thoughts about tribute bands because bob was telling me that go ahead bob well i see playing uh, uh around is is tribute bands not so much new bands but you know uh, uh tribute bands to everything from queen the stones the dead uh you know it seems to be a, a thing yeah you know um i i had opinions about tribute bands at one time 
But now, because of the uh, booking agencies, because of the um, the ticket master, the ticket distributors, uh, they have screwed up everything. And they have made it nearly impossible price-wise to see anybody who's real. Yeah. If you want to go see the Eagles or anybody that has a name, Cindy Lauper, doesn't make any difference. You're going to pay a minimum of $150, and then scalpers get in there and uh, put them online, and now you're looking at $1,000. And then you got these greedy sons of, never mind, uh, Ticketron, and uh, uh, I don't know the names of them. All I know is that they charge $15 to $25, $35 just to sell one ticket, yeah. and that pisses me off. So point being that I do recognize tribute bands and you get to see those for about $10. Right. right? And uh, there was a, a, a band up here um, by the name of Pete Floyd, Pete as in Peter. And his name is, uh, uh, oh boy, what's his name? He He's a lead singer of the grain and he put together a tribute band for Pete Floyd. And it is so spot on. It's scary. Uh, down to the light show. It was so spot on. I, I left in the middle of the show because it sounded like a record. That's how good these people were, you know? Yes. I, it, saw, I saw ads uh, just this week around here for Fleetwood Mask and Fleetwood Macrame. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And you guys know Rudy Colombini, right? Of the unauthorized Rolling Stones. Yeah. yeah. And he just won an award in New York for being uh, one of the better uh, tribute bands, which good for him. And I love to see their show. I love it when he plays for us. And uh, so, yeah, I have no problem with tribute bands. Uh, we need to teach the other bands a lesson. <laughs> when is the next Artista party? Uh, would be uh, September 17th at the Block in uh, Petaluma. Oh, I, cool. chose, I chose the Block because it holds 300, 400 people. Right. Oh, last year, last year we had uh, Ramblin' Jack Elliott show up, and he jumped up on the stage with Big Brother and the Holding Company. Or no, uh, Barry Melton. He uh, Barry Melton is our house band, by the way. Oh, awesome! And uh, with Banana uh, yep. and Roy Blumenfeld from the Blues Project, David Aguilar, they are our house band. So we got a good show this year, and. Um, I suppose I can tell you that uh, Chris Kane is going to be our headliner. Wow. That's awesome. You, you know who Chris Kane is. Sure. Yeah, there you That's go. Right. Yeah, I try to, to pick a good headliner. Okay. We're, we're uh, about to um, run out of our time here. Kurt, <laughs> you did a great job. Thank you so much. Yeah, Bob, is there you. anything you want to add? No, thank, thank you not only for... Uh, for coming on this, but thank you for keeping the Artista alive. Well, thank you. I do my best. I made a promise to Pat Ryan that uh, this is how it would be. Well, you're doing great. And um, thank you so much for uh, participating on our comedy podcast. Hey, it's, it hasn't been too funny, but come on down to the show next September, man. Come on, Mark. Cool. You, you cool. haven't been to a show yeah. for a long time. <laughs> you, you haven't seen the end of me. Yeah, okay. Okay. Thank you guys. Take care guys.